walk into a stadium, 8,000 people, they all want you to lose. But as long as you got your 26 guys ready to kick ass, or kick butt, you're going to be all right. Sorry, I swear. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to The Shock Factor. Now, normally at the beginning of these shows, Stephen Shock is the one introducing everybody to the podcast. However, today, for reasons that maybe you can predict, Steve will not be joining us on today's show. So you are stuck with me, Jake Mintz, and you, Jordan Schuster. Hello, everybody. Good evening. It is late on Friday night after two of the better college baseball games we have seen all season. There have been so many college baseball games. And when you come to the College World Series, of course, it's easy to think that the actual drama of the games will raise to the level of the stakes and the, the kind of the importance and what the stage is. Uh, doesn't always happen. That was not the case last year when we were here. The games kind of stank. But today was a worthwhile opening salvo. Two games, both six to five, both back and forth affairs. Both of them flying through the first five innings. We're like, oh my God, we're going to have a 245 college baseball game. Unbelievable. As Jake said, this is not the shock factor. This is just the factor with Jake and Jordan. Steve is one of our dear friends now, as you guys all know. He's one of your dear friends if you listen to this because he loves all of you and he appreciates getting to do this podcast and, and have this platform. But, you know, we <laughs> going into the night, it was like, all right, well, we'll probably want to record and UVA was looking good. And But this the way that this game went between the University of Florida, and the University of Virginia, uh, understandably put Steve in a not great podcasting state. So where is Steve right now? Steve is in the lobby of the hotel drinking a beer. As is he that, should be. As he should be. Now, is that a great excuse uh, because if you're listening to this, you're like, I want to hear Steve talk about the experience of UVA blowing it on the biggest stage. Now, I understand why you want to hear that. But as Steve's friends, it is our responsibility to protect our friend. And so instead of making him, forcing him to come on this show, we send him to the lobby with a six pack of beverages. But I can deliver this, which Steve said before uh, we came upstairs. The direct quote was today. College baseball was as rad as it has ever been for 17 innings, <laughs> and then it wasn't. And so tonight, <laughs> Steve is wearing his college baseball is sad hat, uh, limited edition, and we will take over the reins and recap what is, again, as I said before, one of the better duos of games we've seen. Florida, six. Virginia, five. We are going to work backwards because this is what is fresh in our minds. Uh, the game in the afternoon was fantastic. We will get to that a little bit later. Jake Mintz. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this was set up to be a great game. And it delivered in a way that in some ways we could have expected, right? We saw the way that Nick Parker's been throwing, the way that Brandon Sproat's been throwing. I was like, all right. You know, Brandon Sproat might be the guy you know about to get paid a bunch of money. And Nick Parker is a fourth, fifth year dude, right? But Nick Parker, let's start there. What a freaking showing. Nick Parker facing one of the best lineups in the country. Mm -hmm. Six innings, four hits, one run, three walks, one strikeout. I'm not sure how he's going to be able to sit in a chair tonight, Jordan, because he pitched his ass off. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. No ass left. Assless. Uh, sit down. Um, unbelievable performance. Uh, and it was working. Virginia defense was working. We've yep. gotten some uh, the theme of the day, a lot of outs on the bases um, for, for every team, basically, at some point. But I'll speed run it. Florida pushes a run across in the second. 
and UVA explodes for four in the seventh, I believe, in yep. the top of the seventh. Yep. And we're like, oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. And this is where the bullpen shenanigans for UVA truly began. They used three pitchers to get three outs in the bottom of the seventh, going with Blanco, O'Connor, and then Jake Barry, the protagonist of the story, the tragic character of this tale. Barry gets the final out of the seventh inning. He comes back in the eighth. He allows an absolute tater to BT Ryapel. Mm -hmm. what a what a run for BT Ryapel. He is locked in. Someone someone get him a key. He's he's he is locked in the house. Uh, four to three ball game at that point. Okay, and then Virginia pushes a run across in the top of the top of the ninth. Yes, yes, with a, a huge clutch. You know, Harrison did it with triple, which felt like the insurance run that they needed because what was so key was okay. How are they going to get these last three outs with the bottom of the order coming up or, or the, the nine hitter was, was, was coming up and that was Ty Evans who had pinch hit yeah. and delivered a double um, in the seventh inning. But that insurance run turned out to be just as good as my health insurance, AKA not good enough because Jake Barry didn't cover everything that you needed. Yeah, no, the deductible on Jake Barry's ninth inning was quite hefty. Uh, yeah. Bottom of the ninth, Jake Barry sent back out there. He looked really good in the eighth, despite the jack he gave up to Ryapel. He was getting the job done. Allows a leadoff homer to tie. Evans scores five to four. At this point, Jordan and I are looking at each other like, might be time to go and get Jake Barry. Virginia has a closer, not Stephen Shock. Virginia has a closer named Jay Wolferk. Jay Wolferk has been a little shaky recently, but has just... And he was warming up. He was, he was warming up. He has just been the closer, right? He has been the closer for this team. He's been a high-leverage guy. And I understand, it appears now, a guy who Brian O'Connor, the coach of UVA, seems to have lost a little bit of confidence in because after the 5-4 to four home run, he was left in there to face the top of the order. He faces Cade Curlin, okay? Strikes him out, leadoff guy. And then it's like, okay... Now's the time. Freaking Wyatt Langford, who is going to be a top three pick in the draft in a month, one of the best players in the country, right-handed hitter against a so relatively soft tossing. I guess Barry's like, what, like 91, 92? But like not a flame-throwing lefty. That's a bad matchup. Yeah, and a Langford who had, I believe, torched one to deep center field earlier in the game. And again, it's just like you're playing with fire. Now, okay, again. Anyone facing Wyatt Langford is a bad matchup. He's one of the best players in the country. But it was terrifying. And it was Barry at this point, Jordan, like he had thrown a lot of pitches. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of past his limit. Mm -hmm. And he was being asked to do more than what really should have been expected of him. And Wyatt Langford sent a ball, what, 465? Wyatt, very Wyatt Longford, uh, that ball was blasted. I think 456. Okay. Like 112 off the bat to the concourse and left. Longest ball in the longest homer in the history of the ballpark. Which <laughs> I know. And again, it sure looked like it. So it was one of those ones where it's like, oh, is it a weird tracking thing? Like, it looks pretty freaking far. Top of the concourse, jaw dropping moment, total silence where we were near in the UVA section down uh, on the first base side. Stunned silence on that side, raucous energy on the Florida side. It was the type of moment that we really did not get last year during our College World Series experience where it was like, holy fucking shit. And it was a no-doubter. It was incredible. We ran back up to the press box at this point expecting to have a lot of time to do so because we expected Brian O'Connor at that point 
to go get his guy, mm -hmm. and he left Barry in even longer. Barry then allows a single to Jack Caglione. But but okay, but so even then though, it's like, well, you at least still have the lefty lefty matchup. Fine. Caglione hits at a hundred seventeen mile an hour single. Concerning. Okay, but it's and they it's, didn't send the pitching coach out. Still one out. Yes, sends the pitching coach out. They make a defensive substitution. <laughs> I forgot about that. They bring in a new left fielder, presumably to like cut down the tying run at home, right? Or like for just for defense. Um, or sorry, the winning run at home, I should say, because at this point the game's tied. Uh, but they leave Jake Barry in there to they pitch. Leave him in there. Tough for Josh Rivera, another amazing hitter. Okay. Josh Rivera works to do a full two count. Walks him. Okay. Bases loaded. <laughs> BT Ryanpel comes up. Has already homered Oh, you're right. Jake Not Barry. even bases loaded. Right. Just first Not and second. Not even bases loaded. First and second. But BT Ryanpel has already homered against him. <laughs> then, like, this is, I mean, this is where all just like, oh, my God. Oh, well, it's left-hander again. Okay, leave it. Hit plunks him. In the head. Back. Back. Ryanpel throws the stuff down. He's going nuts. Bases loaded. Now it's like, all right, how can we put our closer that we don't have confidence in in the worst possible situation okay let's go get the guy hey jay we got a lot of confidence in you like what do you say what do you say to the guy who you want to bring in like two four eight batters earlier hey we're gonna need your bases loaded one out game on the line and you know sack fly to center game over florida wins florida amazing job like they did not back down oh and they like hit ty evans again like a guy who didn't even start the game giving them two of their biggest hits and just like they they won the game right but like Okay, so anyway, what happens next? Wolfolk, boom, whatever. Luke came in, lines win a center game over, sack fly. So, listen, we, as our normal jobs covering Major League Baseball, people talk about managers' decisions all the time. Yeah. Season games, right? And in these situations, and there was questionable moves all, all game long. You could say on the Florida side, we'll get to the game later. And honestly, this was just one where sometimes I wonder with arguing, we're talking about one little thing. This was so beyond that that it was just tough to watch and it doesn't mean i don't think brian o'connor is an awesome coach right but it's, it doesn't change the way i think about the uva program or brian o'connor or jake barry or whatever but it's there's no way around it it was an unbelievable thing to witness multiple in a very frustrating way multiple things can be true brian o'connor knows more about the sport of baseball than me and jordan probably combined Brian O'Connor has a better feel for his team that he has taken to Omaha. A billion times. Like, he's here. Duh, right? You like, know? At the same time, he fucked it tonight. He fucked it. And you know what? I don't feel good saying that. But you cannot watch that game and say that he did not fuck it. He screwed the pooch. And again, like you said, it doesn't make him a bad person or a bad manager or negate all the amazing things that he has done for that program. But... Tonight, he bungled it. I have bungled podcasts. You know, I'm not perfect either. Yeah. But I just think it is important as our jobs to be accountable for the mistakes. But, but, but this is made. the other thing. Like, I don't even, I, I was just a real thing to watch all around. And that was, it's not, I don't feel like we're coming on here screaming hot takes. I have to imagine this is how most people feel. And, and it sucks. It sucks because, like, it Florida, sucks for Steve. Florida. Steve's not in, our, in the room right now. It does, of course, suck for Steve. Um, and, you know, I am glad in some ways that along the way we got like a, a jaw-dropping moment from a star in Wyatt Langford, right? Like there's right. versions of these implosions and bad bullpen management where it is just walks and hit by pitches and just like ugh, errors, whatever. Like little bloops. Yeah. No, like Florida 
was given an opportunity to take advantage, and they freaking did. And they took advantage really hard. Yeah. They hit the ball so hard. And and that is why this is a little bit complicated for me. And also, actually, it is complicated and simple. It's complicated because I want to make sure that we're showering praise and kudos to the Florida hitters oh who battled back. But at the same time, it wasn't like a bunch of rollers up the middle or bad luck plays. It was balls from a exhausted pitcher who should not have been in that spot getting roped triple digits all over the diamond. Yeah. It, there was no nuance here. The kid was cooked and he battled his ass off and he shouldn't have been in that spot. Yeah. And so uh, it was unfortunate, but Florida, I mean, it was an amazing game and uh, Florida's obviously flying high and uh, we'll see. And again, like I said, I, I mean, Nick Parker, what a freaking performance. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else really stands out. I mean, the Langford. I really want to stay with the Langford homer, if <laughs> yeah. you don't mind. It was iconic. I'll never forget where I was. I mean, we were on the concourse kind of third baseline extended into the crowd, like right down the foul line. First baseline. We were on that. We Sorry, we were down the first baseline, but like looking down the down, third baseline. Yes, yes, yes. And he hit it, and it was it was a, a gasp. Yeah. Well, it was, again, the, the, the Ty Evans homer was, was launched, too. And so it was like, oh, it was not going to go farther than that. It's like, oh, yeah, no, it actually is. Um, it was really spectacular to, to witness yeah, that. So, uh, I don't remember being this incredulous after a baseball game in some time. Like, <laughs> yeah. We witnessed something special tonight. And I guess that'll be the last thing I say about this game before we kind of spin it forward, I guess, for these two teams. This was a bungling for Brian O'Connor and UVA. Like, It was a bit of a disaster in retrospect. But I was thoroughly entertained. And as someone who was not a member of the UVA baseball program, I am simply someone who does a podcast with someone who used to be a member of the UVA baseball program. I was thoroughly entertained. The goofy, oh my God, go get him. Oh my God, why isn't he going to get him? Edge of my seat the whole time. And for me, it is entertainment. And, honestly, and so I am in a weird way satiated tonight. Yeah, and honestly, I'm sure there is a part of Steve in a way, and it's much more personal for him because he's on the team course and, and like, he knows these guys he's friends with these people and i totally get it and like he was teammates with jake barry and they're like yeah. very close but and 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 i know you'll roll your eyes when i make this comp and i'm sorry i have to but like i think about how the mariners lost to the astros in the postseason and what jordan alvarez did in the spot that robin ray was put in and i just think about how awful that felt but also i was like holy shit that was so cool i feel <laughs> I, like, I feel bad for our country but this is tremendous like content. that was amazing yeah and so i'm sure there is you know one percent of steve that realizes and he knows it was an amazing game and um it sucks but it's also really cool someone's gotta win someone's gotta lose and that sure did happen in this game and you will hear from steve at some point at some point tomorrow do not fret he will return I hope he is opening another cold beer in the lobby. Today's episode is brought to you by Tears. Cry em. All right, Jordan, let's talk about the first game of the day today. Oral Roberts against TCU, the opener on this side of the bracket. The purple team, the Horned Frogs taking on the Golden Eagles wearing blue. Confusing, but yet entertaining let's speed run through the happenings of this matchup uh we have two pitcher it's not quite uh you know sprout versus nick park but i mean hey jacob hall solid cole klecker solid both of them go five we get a homer early on from cole font now what a postseason for that guy unbelievable he goes yard first homer of the tournament then mac mccroskey 
goes deep into the right field bullpen. Just a fantastic poke of a really like a Yankee Stadium short port shot and like 95 mile an hour exit below. Kind of a pop-up, but it gets over the fence. And when that happens in, in Omaha, it's it, here's what it sounds like. Oh, like that because every outfielder in college drifts to a ball in the big leagues when a ball is hit like that the guy runs to the spot because they're like a big league level outfield defender but in college every corner outfielder is always drifting to the wall but also and i think we've now learned in recent years that if it's going to be down the corners down the lines you it does have a good chance of getting out yeah but there's also kind of always that feeling in this in this ballpark where it's like you got to get it so you don't really believe it's going out um Unless why Langford hit it 456. Anyway, uh, it is two to one. The the Golden Eagle. The, I mean, wow, holy shit! It's like, oh my god, there's here's the four seed. Or Roberts is winning in Omaha. <laughs> I don't care if they're playing. This is incredible. But then Cole Fontenelle again ties it up with an RBI single in the sixth, and then we go to the eighth. Cole Fontenelle again. Oh my god, he's an RBI machine. A bases loaded walk. This is where the Oral Roberts bullpen starts to get a little bit messy. We were wondering, okay. This is it was setting up because they had this lead and presumably it was like how when are they going to go to Cade Denton because we knew it wasn't just going to be a one inning affair. Cade Denton, who this morning was awarded like the NCAA Division One Stopper of the Year award, which is I guess the collegiate version of the Rolades Relief Man, right? Like the best relief pitcher in the country. Yeah. He won that award, and so it was like when are they going to use this bullet? And they used it at kind of a weird time, maybe a little bit late, but they bring him in and he just doesn't have it. He's walking guys. He's hitting guys. He doesn't look sharp. And they bring at all. him in in traffic, so I mean, it was it was a tough spot um, at that he, point. He, I understand that, but if you're the reliever of if the, the guy, year, it's, that's the whole point. Is like you should be able to get out of that, right? So he came in with two guys on and one out in the bottom of the eighth, and then yeah, it was immediately wild pitch. Then they walked the bases loaded because it's Braden Taylor up, and then he and hits then, Trey Richardson. Well, then, right? well, no, then then he walk. It's first, it's a walk, and then a hit by pitch. So back to back free pass RBIs. And then that you know gives TCU the lead, and then and then a sack fly. So now it's five to two. Uh, TCU has taken the lead. We go to the top of the ninth. TCU has a three-run lead over the four-seed Oral Roberts to go one and zero in Omaha. <laughs> we go McCroskey single, Breeze single, Stall single. Bing bang. Unbelievable. Boom. I mean, again, we know. Like, what do we say about Oral Roberts coming? In? Like, they don't they don't care. They 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 blew an eight-run lead. They come you know they win and they lose. They come back or they, they it doesn't matter to them they, there's no the scoreboard literally does not matter resiliency is having a short memory maybe it's being too dumb to care maybe it's self-belief whatever it is it is remarkable what these guys have done uh that third single scores a run to make it five to three um godman strikes out and then with two guys on blaze brothers comes up the blaze the, brothers <laughs> both of them come up one from the right side one from the left side <laughs> <laughs> and the one from the right side <laughs> launched just mashed right i mean it was just like a bad bad fastball from luke savage um and blaze brothers went ham and the nine hitter who is not a big dude but absolutely crushed one uh d2 transfer is whatever fifth or sixth year here in college baseball and boom oral roberts has the lead six five. Oh my god they eventually take savage out uh a little late there again. That wasn't the only questionable bullpen management of the day, uh, as we saw tonight. But then we go TCU. Okay, bottom of the ninth. It's it's like okay TCU. And at that point, it was like, are they going to send Denton back out? Because he's already thrown a ton of pitches. But also, it's like, as to your point, of course they are. But 
He's the guy. <laughs> He's the guy. And, and this is what is a little different, I think, between these two games. Jake Barry, who seems like a nice fella, is not the number one best relief pitcher in all of college baseball. And Cade Denton is. And when you are that guy, you have a greater responsibility and greater expectations. And he was sent back out there. And he looked a little shaky in the ninth. Runners on first and second. Two outs. Braden Taylor, first round pick. TCU coming up, and he gets in a line out to left to end the game. Oral Roberts 1-0, moving on in the winner's bracket to face the University of Florida on Sunday night. What the fuck? <laughs> it was great, man. And that was – that felt like – and, yeah, you know, there was some some tough, uh, you know, relief performances in this game, too, from both sides. and But it didn't really feel like the manager – like, this felt like one team won and one team lost, and – had some big swings there, and and the Oral Roberts uh, show continues. It's it's so impressive, as I mentioned in the preview. You know, we made some comparisons to the, the last four seeds. Stony Brook, Stony Brook didn't win a game here, and sure you could say, oh well, you know TCU. I mean, that's not that. What they're in Omaha. They just what, Oral Roberts just won a game in Omaha. That's that is fucking bananas. Yeah. So and they earned it. I mean, they had to. It wasn't. They, it wasn't a cakewalk. Like they had. They had. The, they had obviously some some diversity, and it was really really impressive. UVA will take on TCU in the loser's bracket game, the 0-1 game on Sunday afternoon. I, You could really see it going either way. Like, he, he, Can I just say something? In the postgame, all the UVA players are like, you know, we're going to have to fight, and we're going to have to battle back, and that's something that is really important to our team. We talk about it all the time. Every team talks about it all the time. Yeah. And this is maybe There's an aspect... that doesn't fa- talk about fighting. No team is like, we're going to roll over <laughs> Like today, like we're our team all the time talks about having a lack of resiliency. Like I know that the kids, it means something to them. And I say this as someone who was a college baseball player. Right. And we talked about having resiliency all the time. And then guess what? My senior year, we rolled over. We scored like one run in the postseason. We fucking, you know, we, 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 we shat the bed. Why? You talked about it though. Yeah. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking I, like you could either see UVA being like, that was crushing. We're going to roll over. Great season. See ya. Or you could see the angry win where TCU has kind of a light well, pitching I, staff. This is what I was going to say. I think UVA is going to have the edge here. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to go with Connolly early, but even the way Brian Edgington threw, I just think that over Sam Stoutenborough, and we already saw the TCU bullpen wasn't looking great. So while, you know, nice to see Fontenelle, you know, Taylor did have some good swings. This could turn into a slugfest. We'll see what the weather is like on Sunday. We'll see how the ball's you know flying. Um, I I really like UVA here, which I know is not a hot take, but I, I just feel like they could get another shot. Because, again, we, we saw their starting pitcher performance, but what they're going to need against TCU, which is, again, in, hopefully easier against TCU than it is against Brandon Sprout, is you know more hits from their best hitters. I mean, Geloff and Teal were 0 for 6. So we're going to need some hits from those guys, and I think that they will deliver. The 1-0 game, as we all expected. Oral Roberts against the University of Florida. So this is this is why this is so exciting. Because Oral Roberts has not seen anything remotely like Florida. Oklahoma State, they're, they were okay. Oregon, good team, right? TCU, like they're, they're good. <laughs> they have not seen anything like the University of Florida. As most teams who haven't played anywhere like Florida can say. Including Virginia, by the way. Jordan, are you familiar? I don't know how familiar you are with a gentleman named Tim Tebow. Do you remember Tim (laughs) Tebow at all? Baseball player. 
baseball player Tim Tebow. So Tim Tebow, 2011 Denver Broncos. The upset when they beat the Steelers in the playoffs and like Tebow threw that pass. And I think Demarius Thomas, RIP, like ran for a, like 80 yards after the catch and they won. And everyone was like, Tebow rolls on. You know what happened after that? They played the Patriots and lost 45 to 10. And that is what I think will happen to the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles against Florida. I think the dream dies. I think Florida beats them into the ground and moves forward. I think Hurston Waldrip is going to make some people yeah. cry yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. But Oral Roberts doesn't care. They they don't know any better. I think they're going to lose by like 14 and then win and make it yeah. back against Florida. Right? Like that's yeah. where I'm feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's. I agree with you. I agree with you. I thought you were going to go somewhere with like the Tim Tebow speech, but like in reverse where they have – you know, the speech that he did at Florida that is, like, plastered no. on the wall everywhere? Okay, anyway. No. Uh, that's the show. We're going to go grab a beer with Steve now. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Um, obviously, the Saturday games are amazing. I can't wait for them. Those are going to be great. Paul so, Skeens <laughs> in Omaha. Paul Skeens against, sure. sounds like Andrew Lindsay. I think Rhett Lauder against TBD Stanford? I don't know. Maybe they probably announced it by they now. They did not announce it. it. Still have not announced it. All right. Well, Quinn Matthews is good throw 300 pitches tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you understand why uh, there was no shock in this shock factor. Just a factor, baby. Talk to you later.